What are the three best years over the last 50 years to sell your Toronto GTA home? Paul here, realestatepodcastshow.com. I'm here to discuss what could be one of those years. If you were to look back in the history of real estate, you'll see that there was a few years, if you look back at the history, you'll see that there was a few years that really stood out as a really good time to sell. So knowing that not all of you have heard this term, it's important for me to repeat it because, uh, yeah, I'm old school and a lot of the stuff that I learned was before social media came out. So my goal is to introduce some of the old lessons into new mediums and to make sure that you guys understand how important those things are to, um, really understand. So what I want to start off with is the idea that there's a principle in real estate where if you can, if you're going to sell your property, ideally you want to sell high. So, and the, and the term is sell high, buy low. And it's something that you may have heard before, but you probably don't hear it specifically related to this. So I'm going to make sure that I explain this to you as I'm talking about uh, these three very important years to remember. Um, two of which you might not have any, you might not have had anything to do with or, or, or any say on, but some of you who are listening, some of you who've been around for a while, who've owned real estate um, over the last 50 years in different decades, some of you actually might be um, the best ones to actually reach out to me and comment and, and maybe even be guests here. So the sell high, buy low concept has to do with the luck that comes along with being able to time a market. I'm not going to say it's fact or it's any sort of a skill that you can build. It is literally being on the market at the right time. And that's everybody's story, whether they say so or not. No one knew in 1974 that prices were going to drop as much as they would. And they did drop for a few years then. The next big year is 1989. That's when the prices peaked at their newest high level in the 1900s. That's as high as they ever got. And for those of you, and, and again, I would love to hear from you guys. I'm actually looking for people who've owned real estate in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, I myself have owned as of the 90s, so I've got that one covered. But the other three, I would love to hear more from people who are uh, who were owners back then and love to get sort of behind the scenes on that. So the 89 peak was, was very significant in the sense that it was um, definitely the highest price on record, again, for the 1900s. And 
that says a lot because of the fact that you know prices had been uh you know doing different things so that tells you and 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 that basically was um even less of a decline but uh, to give you some idea of reference the um in the 60s there was one decline that was sort of small it was about a five-year decline probably never made the news but it happened the 1974 drop was about an 11 year decline so that literally took you right from um, 73 74 right up to 85 and then things shot up a pretty good bunch between 85 and 89 just all hell broke loose and the prices went up to i believe 450,000 average which was again a lot of money and 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 still is a lot of money um but following 89 from 89 to 96 there was a seven year decline and then it took even a few more years for things to get back to where they were in terms of average prices and then of course in the 2010 2020 range prices went up again an insane amount just crazy crazy numbers if you look at the chart from from 2021 you'll see in toronto alone approximately a 500 percent increase in average sold price so what i'm saying is and i'm only talking about the two years here i'm talking about 74 and 89 and the other one that i'm putting on my list and i could be wrong this could be pure speculation i'm not saying to change your whole life over this but 2022 is the third year i'm going to put on as a peak and it's just because there hasn't been one for such a long time and i'm not the first one to tell you that history does repeat okay it's not something i invented so don't yell at me for that hate the game not the player as they say so 74 would have been a great time for you to sell had you sold your property 89 would have been another year i'm adding 2022 to that for many reasons and again i'm not an economist i'm not your financial advisor i'm a 22 year seasoned veteran realtor who's seen enough about the market and previous to to 2000 i was an investor so i've already been in the market even before i was in real estate which sort of is what brought me into real estate i just didn't see um people doing what I wanted to do or, or, or what, what, or people didn't, weren't talking about what I wanted people to talk about. Um, so I'm hoping I'm doing that with this podcast. So if any of you are out there and you're listening to me on this and you do believe that there's a benefit for you to having, um, and again this isn't just you this is people from 1974 if the person who sold in 74 had bought again in 85 they probably could have bought their own house back for a bargain so you know you're talking about 20 30 40 percent so think about that at the average price now of a million that's 
a pretty big chunk of change. Now, if you've got that much money lying around, then you don't need to hear from me. You can turn the podcast off right now, uh, ring your bell and and have your butler bring you uh, uh, your breakfast. But for the rest of you who are in a position where your real estate has a lot to do with your current and your future wealth, this might be that moment where letting go of your property might put you in a position where in a few years from now, if history repeats, that you'll be able to do what the 1974 sellers could have done in 1985. You could do what the 1989 sellers ended up doing in 1996. So if 2022 is one of those peak years, which I'm not the only one who's saying this, by the way, there are others that who feel that we have hit a very high mark and who knows we could all be wrong it could continue to skyrocket but there are more forces at play than i think uh there's more forces at play that i think will make this true uh specifically state uh factors outside of our control which of course have to do with interest rates uh, and Scotiabank predicting at least another eight interest rate hikes over the next year or two in an effort to tame inflation. So if that happens, it's very likely this could be artificially created, but it could still happen where there could be that multi-year decline. And if you're in the position to be a buyer in 1985 or 1996 and I was personally one in 1998 so I didn't get there I wasn't ready for it in 96 uh, I was still saving money but uh, I was in my early 20s but in 1998 I did pull the trigger and um, so glad that I did so if you guys are looking for that opportunity where you're able to cash out do something with your money for now possibly rent somewhere. Maybe you've got other places to live. I know a lot of you do. This could be that opportunity of your lifetime, maybe move in with family. I've had uh, many of these conversations over the last year or two. uh, And some of you have, uh, again, jumped full steam into this because you feel the same way. And these are things that I have lived through. These are things that I've experienced. And there's clients of mine going through this right now. So I'm happy to share their stories with you uh, when we connect. Thanks for listening. If you ever need to reach me, the best way to do it is paul.indrigo at c21.ca. Thanks for tuning in and have yourselves a great day.